Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report. It is Friday the 17th of December 2021 and this is the final day, Charles Firth, on which we're going to do the usual morning and afternoon edition whole split thing. We're taking a break after this. Yes, that's right. But that doesn't mean that uh, we're going to stop populating your feed with absolute garbage. <laughs> Not at all. Next week we're doing a sort of susson of all the best bits of the Chaser Report. A uh, susson. A susson. Is that a word? Yeah, it's a word, Charles, only in French. <laughs> yeah, a susson of, you know, the, all the, the little nice bids. A taster. Were, yeah, mm. the, from the year, all a the best buffet. bits. Yeah, so a buffet. Yeah. A smorgasbord. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's the best yeah. of uh, the show. And then and then the following week, we're doing all the best interviews that we've done. We t- take the big top five best interviews. Oh, and there's so many to choose from. Some long, meaty interviews for you to enjoy. Keaton Joshi, Saul Griffith. Yep. Will Anderson, I think, is going to be in there. Some big names. Uh, mm. Julia Zamiro. Um, some of the same people we got when we took the week off in October, <laughs> in fact. But they're great chats. They're worth listening to again. But then, Charles, in January, we have new stuff with some famous people that we know and used to work with. All new content, yes. we. I don't think we've necessarily decided what the name of this show is going to be, but it's like the behind the stunts. Yeah, or a sort of a summer stunt series. What it's going to be yeah. is getting the likes of Andrew Hansen, Chris Taylor, Craig Rucastle and the others and just diving into some of the mo- most fun adventures we had making the Chaser TV show, some of the mad stunts, APEC, going to the Vatican City, walking up to the Prime Minister with a mm. chainsaw, stuff like that. And drawing, get, drawing stuff on people's bottoms. Yes, drawing yeah. earth, um, not guilty on people's asses, and it, that's going to come... With a new episode in your feed throughout the first four weeks of Jan. I cannot wait for that. And we've been recording them in the, for the last few weeks and they have been really enjoyable things to do. Oh, I'm so glad that we're doing it. It's going to be really fun. I'm also so glad that we're having January off because, frankly, I don't want to have to record a new topical episode every day about Omicron. No. Uh, as it gets worse and worse. So let's take a yeah. break from Omicron. We will pretend it doesn't exist yes. for the next six weeks on your feed and then we'll be back in whenever it is, late January yeah. or the beginning of February, Unle- for new apps. Unless we've all died of Omicron. Unless we've all died of Omicron. Have uh, a great Christmas break, mm. unless you're in isolation, which you probably will be. Thanks for supporting the podcast this mm. year. Today, we should talk about what we're doing today. Yeah, today we're going to have a nice chat with Jenna Owen. Mm. She's one half of Freudian Slip, and I've been touring with her for the last few weeks with the Warren 2021 team. Yes, and we're just going to chat about what it was like on tour, but also what her year was like. She's got some great stories. And so let's hang out with Jenna rather than having to just talk about the numbers increasing uh, astronomically with Omicron. Because fuck I that. I don't even know what Omicron is, Don. Yeah, you've already forgotten. You're already on holidays. Yeah. In a moment, Jenna Owen joins us on the Chester Report. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. As the latest Omicron outbreak continues to soar, Scott Morrison has made a series of frantic calls to Kevin Rudd to make sure he's ordered enough booster vaccines. 
Western Australian Premier Mark McGowan has announced that Western Australia will be renamed Western Australia-ish. The Premier told reporters that the state will be introducing not just vaccine passports, but also passport passports at the state border. The plan will include the introduction of a tiered visa system, with Victorians deemed the least desired travellers and people named Kerry Stokes deemed the most desirable. Santa Claus will be skipping Queensland this year during his annual world tour out of fear that the Queensland government will make him do 14 days quarantine without any warning. This comes as travellers to Queensland, who were told that they wouldn't need to quarantine as long as they were double vaxxed and tested negative for COVID, were made to quarantine anyway. A spokesperson for Santa apologised to children in Queensland, but said that Queensland was a shithole anyway, so it was their fault they were living there in the first place. That's the latest Chaser News and that's the last headlines for the year. I'm Rebecca Dana Muno and I'll be back next year. Have a wonderful Christmas and a terrible new year. Jenna, you've just been touring with Charles. Are you okay? (laughs) I'm fine. I'm actually good. Charles, you were great on tour. You were lively. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this tour. I reckon this is this was my favourite tour of all. And it's not just because it was the first time we got to travel around for two years. I think it's also mm. because everyone, I don't know, it, like, it was just, it was like freedom. It, no, maybe it is because it was two yeah. years of... Well, you got of, out of the house, which yeah. was, I mean, that's so yeah. novel every time that you actually managed to go to a, like a drinking venue or something. Mm. And well, I have to say, Charles, like I don't think you're old, but I don't think... Like I don't, we don't think of you as young either. Um, <laughs> that's that's the nicest thing anyone said to him in ten years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like Vic, Vic and I are always just like gobsmacked that you you guys just have so much energy after the show. You're just like <laughs> you you boys. Yeah. You're always guy off off to a little venue or. Oh, we had the most amazing venue in Newcastle. Can we? So so we so yeah, because you always just go home and go to sleep. And He's a professional. Yeah, yeah be, be all sensible. Be, be fresh <laughs> for the next day. Whereas we, so we wanted to go, we just wanted to go out for a drink in Newcastle and not to the sort of stabby bar that, um, which is where we we're staying. Like Mark and I went, went across to the Ridges Hotel, which is sort of the fancy hotel in Newcastle. And, but their bar was closing. But they said, oh, well, there is another bar you could go to. And I was like, oh, okay, where is it? And they said, okay, well, just walk along that street for about 100 metres and you'll come to a barber shop and it'll be closed, right? And on the wall, there's a little plaque. And if you, if you text that number on the plaque, then they'll come and let you in. And you can have a night's drinking. And we That's just so of, hipster. Yeah, I know. It was like a little slice of Charles. Melbourne right in Newcastle. So we did that. Don't, uh, what? Yeah. What? No, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm obviously angry and bitter because I wasn't there. And it does sound fun. But mm. isn't there a part of you that's like, it's a little bit naff? Like the whole secret bar thing is like a little bit like 2013. You know what I mean? It reminds me of like a theatre <laughs> thing where it's like, you go into someone's house. It's like the best bar in Sydney. You go into someone's house and an old man tells you to, like, fuck off. And, mm. But then you've got to say the magic word. But Charles is that old man basement. now, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, look, I, I totally know what you – I know that that's true. I know, I know that. But, it just but you were the, thrilled. But at the time, <laughs> then just – 
but the, because what happened is then there's a false wall. Like, so in the barber's shop, you get let into the barber's shop. There's a false wall. So you think it's just a barber's shop wall. And then mm. behind it was a sort of entire pumping whiskey bar. Like, mm. I mean, I know, yes, at one level it's naff, but the, the just the <laughs> cognitive dissonance of those two things was such a lovely theatrical sort of surprise. It, it worked. Well, it's surely a good thing in, in Newcastle, and I've been in, in Newcastle for a few nights out, to have to have a thing where you've got to actually read a number on a wall and text. Yes. That filters out 80% of patrons, <laughs> doesn't it? You can't, yeah. you, you can't see straight. I mean, that's got to be. I mean, it sounds like a very classy place in which to contract uh, Omicron. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, we kind of missed the wave, didn't we? Because mm. um, a friend of mine just got COVID from um, the Argyle in Newcastle. It's yeah. had a big outbreak there. That was so. a huge outbreak. That was like... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we should, you know, appreciate the tour that we just were on. It's the final tour of, um, yeah. of any... Um, mm. Comedy yeah. group ever Yeah, it'll be another two years before we get to go out again I have to say the energy in Melbourne for me was too much I was like, this is a this is a traumatised state And they're kind of living every day like it's their last And it was really reflected in every interaction that I had That kind of energy Well, you, you even said that you hadn't quite appreciated Just what they'd been through Until you came across the audience that we had Mm. And just how much they were laughing yeah. and at what. Which, like, you know, not to rag on our show, but did it deserve the kinds of... <laughs> just, just to describe it. Like, manic. Because so, so, it was a fairly small venue. It was like 350 people and they were all packed in tight. And we were sort of back, you know, behind this curtain, like on the side door. And it sounded like they were almost joking in their laughter. Like it was sounded like it was sort of sarcastically loud. Like, exactly. <laughs> Like that, and yeah. you get out on stage and say, like, "Oh no, these people are actually—they're laughing, but Unwell, yeah. but they're sort of unhinged." Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's called post-traumatic stress disorder, and I yeah. think, yeah, I mean, you would have it if you'd been through that. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, but I was like, I don't really, you know, I get it. Collective trauma, like you read the tweets, and you know, you imagine that it's hard. And my partner went through it, and he's always telling me that I don't understand. But seeing, staring it in the face like that, like. 300 people with the same kind of weird look in their eye. Like, mm. it mm. was disturbing. Yeah. I think at one point you expressed fear for your safety, didn't you? <laughs> 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 Backstage. <laughs> well, I said the, the energy the crowd had was mm. they were really lovely and really warm, which, yeah. dare I say, that is not a Melbourne crowd. No. For all the years that I've performed in Melbourne, they have a real art stick up their butt mm. and they kind of go, we know arts. Yes. You're just one of the many arts kind of patrons that come through our town. Yes. We will judge you. We will judge you as we see fit. Mm. You know, that it's kind of like you go out and you're the the new king and it's like the kingdom and you've got to show them that you are deserving oh. of the of the throne. That's how I feel about performing in in Melbourne. And it's like kind of the royal family's kind of watching and whatever. So are you saying but are this you saying that COVID has turned Melburnians into Darwin with it. It's like, oh, I'm so happy that you're here. You're kind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I felt like we were just in, in Newcastle or, you know, whatever, like a town that just has always appreciated us and always had a good time. Yes. Um, it was a totally different experience. But I said to Charles backstage, I was like, this is crazy. Like I've never had yes. a crowd respond to my 
my jokes like this. But also I was like, I have a distinct feeling that they could turn us. Yes. Like it was that kind of energy too. Yeah. I was like, if someone says like the kind of trigger word or mm. like the secret password, it's one, like. One too many things about new, good things about New South Wales. Yeah. If, and if, if, you'd <laughs> said, exactly. if you'd said, we understand what you'd been through, you would have had a massacre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Mm. Do you know in iRobot where like all the, it's like, it, I just love iRobot so much from my childhood. So I always come back to it but you know when all the robots kind of go red and start acting like mm. out of control and crazy and they aim to take over the human population that's how i felt about that crowd i was mm. like at any point all of these robots these laughing robots could go red and then we've got to be like shipped out of there by security that's how i felt so we, we have to talk about your hometown jenna of Wollongong. Um, yeah what happened <laughs> are we still talking about your tour, or are yes. you talking about the summary of the important events of the year in Wollongong? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we will get we'll get to the important events of the year, but just I'm glad I could be here for the debrief of the tour I wasn't on. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. my pleasure to yeah. have rushed here for this. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> and thanks for coming, Dom, as well. Yeah. I didn't realise <laughs> you'd be here. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad yeah. that you have these debriefs and yeah. try to do things better. Yeah. My suggestion for the next tour would be don't invite me to the debrief meeting. But anyway, no, no go ahead, Wollongong. Yeah, yeah. But what's cool, a, what cool. happened in Wollongong? Because you know, like home crowd, we sold it out in about five seconds due to Jenna's name, basically. I know. Oh, she's, that's yeah. You know the and entertainment, just the idea of entertainment yeah. coming through. I think sells sells tickets. But yeah. um, oh, I just had a panic attack. I was so nervous. I like I can't stand performing in my hometown. Um, like I love it, and I'm like I I talk about it a lot. Like I obviously was like Wollongong, Wollongong next, Wollongong next. I was like kind of came into Charles's and Mark yeah. and James's dressing room, and I was like, how are you guys feeling? And you know, you got your lines all down, and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like <laughs> mothering us. I was us. a freak. Yeah, yeah. You I know. Want, I was you didn't like, want so to. Everyone's feeling good. Yeah. You didn't want them to embarrass themselves in front of Wollongong. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like because you you like saw me at Enmore and stuff, Charles. Like the only thing I cared about at Enmore was the fact that there was that giant rat now dressing room. Um, <laughs> there but there was. <laughs> I don't. I don't get nervous for anything except for Wollongong. But but then, the the crowd itself was just. You know, they, I would say they were appreciative, mm. but they didn't go wild for it. Like, what happened? No. Well, is that just I don't know. Wollongong? Maybe they're just more. Maybe they're the new Melbourne. I mean, it's possible there was a quality issue, Charles. <laughs> yeah, oh, I very much I mean, doubt that. Uh, like for my mental health, Charles, I think we all agree acoustics was the line. Oh yeah, that's right. It was acoustics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what when you just when couldn't I'm, hear the laughter. Yeah. When we did yeah, our yeah. um our last. A big tour for the Chaser. Wollongong was our tryout venue, so we did two very long shows there. How dare you? Probably yeah. nearly three. But it was actually we gave Wollongong the most edgy material, and so they got uh-huh. to decide what lived or died. We thought they'd be a good uh-huh. crowd to sort of test it on, and so some of the stuff we did there, I can't even say what it was because we'll be cancelled re- retrospectively. <laughs> so if anyone was at yeah. that show, yeah. the sketch with me and Andrew, mm. um, just. <laughs> Let's never speak of that again. Yeah, and, and that, that was their uh, 2008 to uh, uh, the Chaser Blackface Live, <laughs> I mean, it, which they changed after they <laughs> tried it out in Wollongong. You, you joke, it may have been worse than, than doing that. Anyway. Worse? It was, it was fascinating. And the, the, the crowd were lovely. If you did like a blackface kind of show every year from 2000, I'd love to just map the audio of the audience over that time. Yes. That would be one of the most amazing kind of journeys um, 
through comedy and um, well, isn't that kind of what Hey Hey does every time they have a reunion? <laughs> Basically, road yeah. testing the acceptability of that. That's true. The same sketch every. Well, I mean, you could release your very own sketch, Charles. The um, sick children. Yeah, the, again, and see what happens. The cancer kids. I had nothing mm. to do with that. I don't even know what. You're oh, did about. you? Did you, Dom? Yeah, I was. I, was, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean. The weird thing about that episode was that there was another sketch in it, which we thought would be the one that everyone complained about, and nobody mentioned it. Mm. Um, so you never know. No, I mean, I was in the, I was in the writers' room for that. Yes, I was. And <laughs> we, we got to the point where no one seen – we just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, and our audience kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger on TV, and we got more and more mainstream. And it was always going to come crashing down at some point. Dom, I love – I 100% stand by that sketch, and um, – I too have been cancelled. So by the Daily Mail. So oh, don't worry go. about that. What did when did or, you get cancelled? Vic and I got cancelled for our sketch, um, which the Daily Mail. It wasn't called this, but this is what the Daily Mail labelled it: swastika head. Um, where I mean, I'm interested. It was about, oh, yes. At that title, I'm certainly interested to know how, where the comedy is. <laughs> so um, swastika head was no. So basically, it was about quarantine haircuts, and the title of the sketch was "Quarantine Haircut Gone mm. Wrong." And, you know, my friend Victoria, who's who's Jewish, obviously, um, I had a shaved head already at the time. So we thought we've got to do something about quarantine and shaved heads. And then we had the idea, what if we put, we pretend to shave Vic's head, we put her in a bald cap, but it's a quarantine haircut gone wrong because when we shave Vic's head, Vic's Jewish head, the worst thing that could happen to her is that A, she looks bad with a shaved head and B, that she has a giant birthmark the shape of a swastika on the back of her head. <laughs> Which would be terrible if that were to be the case. That would be very yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. So I think our mistake was, like, she in the sketch she was like, I'm Jewish, I can't believe this is happening to me. What the hell? Like, that was the, her reaction. So we kind of were like, look, it's autonomous. It's an autonomous sketch. Mm. And then Alex and I's characters, Alex Lee um, and I's characters were like, this is so offensive. Like, And she's like, well, I didn't choose it. I didn't choose it. And that was kind of the whole Thing. And it was really funny because Vic's freaking out. And then at the end of the sketch, she's kind of like, you know, wearing a baseball cap and like all of that stuff. But um, yeah, our mistake was maybe showing the swastika because we like the makeup artist did this amazing job of like doing this really red blotchy kind of like birthmark swastika on the back of like Vic's bald cap. And it was like incredible. It looked both like a birthmark and very much like a swastika. Um, and then I think that was the image that kind of went around the internet for a bit. The, uh, and then the Anti-Defamation League came came after us. But do you know what? SBS stood by that sketch. Good they said, SBS. we're not taking it down. Mm. I mean, if, if anyone is allowed to make jokes about swastikas, surely member of the Jewish diaspora is. I, mean, I, I watched some of um, uh, the producers the other day, the springtime mm. for Hitler sequence. I mean, that, is, that is 100 times that idea. Mm. And amazing yeah you know, i don't see the daily mail going after mel brooks well exactly exactly and also it was also the year that we did swastika head was the year jojo rabbit came out we oh like, yeah what's you know so actually it was sexist let's say that yes it was nice. women doing swastikas that the daily mail had a problem women with. can't do swastikas yet and that's the barrier we're trying to break down w was the actual problem that you were w wearing an ugly dress while doing it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. More news. Less often. We got you on to talk about 2021. Mm. Oh, you be on the tour. All right, now I'm, I'm listening. Like year in <laughs> review, what's your highlight and low light of 2021, Jenna? You know what I think? It's not a highlight, but something I found very interesting is like the death of the um, the girl boss this year. That's been kind of interesting to me. You mean like uh, Gladys Berejiklian? Yeah, Gladys Berejiklian in a domestic sense and internationally. Elizabeth Holmes kind of trial has oh, been quite interesting. Yeah. The Ghislaine trial is going on. Like, I think this emergence as a, as a comedy, like as a, you know, woman in comedy and someone obsessed with characters and also like growing up, the only characters I wanted to play was essentially just Dr. Evil, you know, like mm. that's was the dream. You always wanted to be the villain. And I just think that like female villains are still, you know, in this kind of like the villains, but they're still sexy and they're still kind of like, you know, it's like Angelina Jolie is Maleficent or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where they're still like, you know, kind of princesses, but with brown hair instead of blonde, you know. But now I'm like, look at all these evil women. Like imagine all the biopics that are coming out. Right. Imagine all the comedy characters yes. that are coming out. It's Perfect. amazing. Would you play Gladys if offered the role? <laughs> In a second, in a second, that would be fun. I mean, some of the stuff I'm like, that I'm, I'm pretty fucking good match with Ghislaine as well. Yes, you look oh. exactly like Ghislaine. Let's not go exactly. <laughs> but. Um. No, but it's having complex female villains to play. That's great. We, we need exactly. more female female leaders, uh, not just for equality, but also to provide interesting character studies when they fail. Well, totally. See, my aunt has always said, "Who's a sort of feminist?" I mean. Everyone's a feminist, but like my aunt is a <laughs> she's a know, feminist icon, Charles. Feminist, feminist icon, icon. Yeah. has always it. maintained that the world will only really be equal once mediocre women can sort of take the heights of power. And so it's not about like I think it's a step to have the sort of Elizabeth Holmes mm. and the Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm. But what we really need for feminism to triumph is just a whole lot of middling, you know. Sort of nobodies mm-hmm. who are women. Mm-hmm. A female scomo, someone who's just a bit shit at everything but becomes boss anyway. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow. Just who Exactly. Who really should never have risen above sort of middle management, but actually suddenly finds themselves in charge. That's CEO. That's, yeah. But I suppose they don't yeah. really get depicted in biopics, do they? Possibly not. But you know, I, I totally agree with you. I've identified two holes. Um in regards to, I'm just thinking about selfishly, personally, mm. as a white woman, yeah. two holes in which white women still um, are aiming for a certain type of equality with white men, right? Yeah. And it's one of them is exactly what you just said, mm. the media, the really mediocre, you don't really have any talent, um, you're not really that ambitious, but you just get thrust into a random role that, you know, just falls on you. Yep. That is a, still a hole that white women can aspire to have. And the other one is kind of like a Pete Davidson-esque woman, a woman who's really oh. hot but also really cool, like 
hot, like unconventionally kind of hot, like not like a, mm. you know, I can't think of anyone right now, but I'm thinking like a, you know, tattooed kind of interesting, edgy woman mm. who is essentially a female Pete Davidson. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of like very attractive women, like, you know, your Isle of Fishers and stuff who play these comedy roles and who are great at it. And then there's the women who kind of like degrade themselves, you know, like the uh, Melissa McCarthy's and like even the Amy Schumer's to an extent. But who is the female Pete Davidson? You're right. Yes. Why is it? Because that's even, it's almost like a female in that role is not even funny. Like they're not. Mm -hmm. Which is, Pete is often, like he's just often randomly in a sketch. You're right. But there's a two-part question here. The first is why isn't there a female Pete Davidson? And the second half is why is Pete Davidson? Which I'm still wondering mm-hmm. about, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. actually the solution to this problem is to just get rid of Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Is Pete Davidson's got like what I would call he's part of the um, stoner bro kind of diaspora yeah, yeah, right. of like comedians. Mm. Yeah. And I think that is a very untapped kind of area for women. What about and, like, um, the woman who was in all those terrible – but it was clearly the best thing, like scary movie, it, Fa- Faris. Anna, oh, Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Mm. But she's, she's but she, sort of blonde she's and beautiful. perky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. Sort of she's beautiful. But Anna Faris is amazing. Like, she's, she's brilliant. so funny. She's in, There's a lot mm. of women like that. There's a lot of beautiful women who are just incredible. Yeah. But um, t- And then there's the, oh, oh, I forgot as well. Like don't, and there's also older women who are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like all of your kind of comedic older actresses of ex-Broadway kind of Elaine Stritches and like all of that kind of, you know, league. But when we're talking about Pete Davidson of women, the women Pete, woman Pete Davidson. There is nothing. I, so are you going to do nothing. that? Is that going to become well, your shtick? My shtick. I mean, that's what I, I hope for. That's that's actually, you know, what Vic and I have been talking about lately. I'm like, that's a hole. That's a that's mm. a big hole for us to kind of exist in that. Dial, dial down the, the actual humour. Yes. Get some yeah. cats. Yes. And just kind of you be bl- weird. Like that, what's that character he does? Chad, where he just kind of turns up and talks mm. like a kind of weird, confused guy who's on the spectrum. And then that's that's, com- that's a comedy sketch. Exactly. Every time. The, the MO is um, give less but get more. Yeah. I think you both deserve more. And if that means having Thank to give you. less, then um, then so be it. So be it. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to make a career out of giving less. There you go. Well, that's that's that sounds to me like you've got big plans for twenty twenty two to do less, uh, <laughs> and get villain more. roles, get more. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really watching. I've got an ear to the ground about the Ghislaine Maxwell biopic. Uh, I, I could see Charles as Jeffrey with a little bit of a, a <laughs> yeah. bit of makeup. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. <laughs> Had to be said. Charles, obviously you don't have his CV, but you, no, I mean, no, he's you're pre- acting. It's yeah, acting. Oh, it's acting. It's acting, it's acting Charles. Yeah. You got a wig on. You put on a fat suit. Charles, you kind of just looked discovered for a second there. All the all the color <laughs> drained from your face. <laughs> no, but I mean, let's face it. Jeffrey Epstein is handsome, Charles. So in ways, it's a compliment. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Well, except that was an insult. Uh, go away. Why did we have you on? <laughs> 
Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Thank you for Jenna for a, a lovely chat. Uh, this is our final new morning episode. Uh, but as you said, best odds for the next two weeks. And then in January... We're going to have the old school chaser team coming back and talking about some of our adventures, doing stunts and making mischief and stuff like that. And it, this afternoon, our final episode of the sort of normal chaser report is with Sammy Shah. I'll be catching up with him. We love Sammy. He's and I may already be on holiday by that point. We haven't worked it out at this stage. However, uh, it's been a great year, Charles. Thank you for uh, no, it enduring. It's, it's been a terrible year. It's been a great podcast. Oh, it's been a good podcast. Yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, and it's reflected the shitness of the year. It's actually yeah. been... I mean, I think we have accurately charted the fucking misery of yes. this year. Yes, that's right. We told it like it was. Yes, you tune in to us and you heard how horrible and terrible life is. But we did it together, except we were talking and you were listening, but it was sort of together, yeah. only socially distanced. Yeah. Okay, don't die by 2022. We need you in our feed yes. to, uh, to keep the numbers up. Our gear is from Rode Microphones. We're part of the Acast Creator Network. And our final thoughts on a new episode in the morning for 2021, I give to you, Charles Firth. Leave us a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> our final derivative thought, yeah, actually, <laughs> say hello over the break. Let us know if you miss us. But there will be a new episode every day of summer. Uh, some of them may be... Slightly old, rehashed, but no, no, no. But in January, in January, brand new stuff. It's all new content. Some of the best stuff we've ever done, to be honest. Yep. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Don't die. Oh, and if you do die, just keep your devices automatically downloading the the podcast. It's good. Good for the numbers. <laughs>